Hey everyone, my name is Daniel Carter, and the story I'm about to tell you happened about three years ago. See, when I was 22 years old, I was currently serving in the Army National Guard in Orlando, Florida, and I was very excited to be a soldier. It's been a dream for me to become a soldier, and on July 20th, 2025, I was doing my daily workout routine lifting weights and doing some cardio. As I was exercising on the treadmill, though, I overheard a couple of guys sitting on a bench, and they were talking about us going on a mission to go to the abandoned Nickelodeon studios to investigate the reports of, I guess, kids going missing inside of the studios. After I finished working out, I really couldn't forget what those guys said, and... Well, it's been on my mind for the past five days or so. So, during lunch, I saw the same person talking about the Nickelodeon Studios conversation, and I told him hello, and that if I could ask him a question. Uh, sure, go ahead. Where did you hear about this whole Nickelodeon Studios? I replied back with a worried expression. Well... I overheard Colonel Ortega talking about it with another guy that I really didn't recognize. He replied. After that, I decided to go outside to get some fresh air, and a thought hit me. I mean, what if this creepypasta-esque type story is true, about kids going missing and the rumors about that no-good-piece-of-shit Dan Schneider being abusive and and creepy on the set. And I mean, a few people have already spoken out about Dan Schneider behind the scenes, such as Jeanette McCurdy and Amanda Bynes. When I heard these stories that these people told about what he did to them, I just wanted to beat the living shit out of that man. You know, nowadays I try not to read any more of those stories and rumors, but... I couldn't help but research more about this case after sitting outside and thinking for a bit. Twelve minutes went by, and I noticed it on the clock that it was 7.30, and that I needed to go back to my dorm. So I brushed my teeth and went to bed. The next morning, I woke up, ate my breakfast, did some more training, and played basketball with my peers. 3.30pm arrived, and I was called to go into Colonel Ortega's office. I entered the room, and Colonel Ortega said, Private Carter, please take a seat. I sat down, and asked if I did something wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. I just want to ask you about something. What do you know about the Nickelodeon Studios? He asked. I responded, well... All I know is that I heard this story about kids going missing in the studios and all the accusations about Dan Schneider. Long story short, Colonel Ortega asked if I would like to volunteer on this search and rescue mission. I was taken aback, but I immediately replied yes, that I would volunteer. Good. So we leave to go to the place at 5 p.m. How's tomorrow afternoon sound? Colonel Ortega asked. That night, I decided to secretly research about this studio, and 
I heard about this story called The Reason Why Nickelodeon Studios Disappeared. I was curious, and I kept thinking that the possibility of this being real. After seven minutes of researching, I finally went to bed. I didn't really find much. The next morning, I woke up, had breakfast, and began training yet again for an hour. And after I did that, I went to grab my gear to get ready for this mission. I will admit, I was very nervous about this mission. Because I kept thinking about the rumors and the creepypasta stories, you know, about Nickelodeon Studios possibly being true. I just shrugged my shoulders, thinking maybe I was being a little bit too paranoid. You guys got ten minutes to do what you have to do before we deploy to the site. Colonel Ortega replied. Well, since I had ten minutes to do what I needed to do, I went to the bathroom to do my business. And after that, I just started to feel very nervous about this mission. I kept thinking for the next three minutes. Alright guys, time to go. Colonel Ortega said. We did exactly that. He said to get on the Humvees, so I got in, sat down, and then we rode over to the studios. It took us about 15 to get there. As we arrived there, we got out of the Humvees, and there were about 23 men with us on this mission. Studios Park was closed. Well, Daniel, you're here. Didn't expect my first deployment would be at Nickelodeon Studios. I said to myself right away, after my curiosity kicked in, we saw about 10 FBI agents and 6 investigators, and I was thinking to myself, what the hell was going on? I mean, what information do they know that we don't? I thought to myself. The colonel introduced us to the agents and the investigators. He introduced us to Agent Lee, who was leading this investigation, and then he asked us if we had any questions. Right away, I raised my hand. I asked him what this mission was all about. Well, that's classified, sir, he replied back with a serious face. And I kept thinking that they must know something that we all don't. Shortly afterwards, Lieutenant Enrique told us that we were about to begin. That we were going to enter this building, and that we don't know what's lurking in it. So take precautions at all times. Understood? Yes, sir, Lieutenant, we all said. Then we approached the main entrance to the building. And as we got to the door, I mean, I could have sworn I saw someone at the corner of the studio. You know, I just ignored it. And I think it was just my imagination playing tricks on me. But anyways, as I was saying, we approached the door and then we entered. Okay, guys, keep an eye on your surroundings, Colonel Ortega said. I guess this was it. Here goes nothing.
We finally entered the building, being extra cautious of our surroundings, much like the colonel instructed. We entered a studio set where we saw another group of investigators inside. A female agent approached the colonel and said, Excuse me, sir, sorry, you and your men can't enter here. We had permission from Agent Lee, colonel said. I don't care. This area is prohibited and you are not allowed. That's when she heard Agent Lee approaching her, saying that it was okay that we were with them, and to calm down. After we went inside the studio to help set up the equipment for this investigation, I started to get this weird feeling, like we were being watched by someone, or something inside this place. I put one of the equipment pieces down, and I started to look around, until I looked at the back door of the room, and, well, I don't quite know how to describe this, but that's when I saw what looked like a person just standing at the door, watching me, with this disturbing face. He smiled at me in a very creepy way. I then yelled out, Hey, you there! I ran towards the man at the door, but he got away. Fuck. He got away. Everyone just looked at me and we're all startled about what happened just now. Hey, Private Carter, what the hell was that all about? Lieutenant Enrique replied. Lieutenant, listen, I saw someone at that back door spying on us. That's why I yelled and ran to the door to check, you know, who it was. Wait, you you saw someone spying on us? What did he look like? Now, I won't say this agent's name for privacy reasons, but let's call him B. Agent B asked if I saw someone, and I said, yeah, I did. Someone at the back door. What did he look like? Agent B replied. Well, he had an orange shirt with the Nick logo, and he had what looked like an object of some sort on his right arm. Because I saw him raise his hand, and he had something... I couldn't tell what he had on his hands, but from where I was standing, it looked like a weapon. As I finished talking, one of the agents sent one of his guards to check the area. But when they opened the door, that's when hell broke loose. One of the men started screaming, and then we heard rapid gunfire from the men up in that room. Three men came back. One of their faces was scratched. The lieutenant called the medic, and the medic was trying to fix up his scratched face of the security guard. And oh my god, the scratch. I mean, it was terrible. And when I say bad, I mean really, really bad. After the man was patched up by the medic, Colonel Ortega came storming in and asked us what the hell happened. I heard gunshots, just then. Are you alright? He said with fear in his eyes. We were alright. Except one of my security guards got hurt, he said. Jesus, what happened to you? Who did this to your face? He asked. 
I can see that the man was in shock, and he couldn't get out another word. Then the colonel proceeded to ask one of the men that were with him when this happened, and another one of them said, Look, I'll explain everything that happened. Alright, tell us what happened, the colonel replied. We entered the back room like Agent Lee told us to. As we got in, we saw nothing at first, but when we found the light switch, we saw that the room had... Well, pictures of the missing kids that were on the news not too long ago. Okay, and as we searched the room for more evidence, something came out of a secret door. And that's when we saw this thing come at us. What thing? One of the soldiers asked. Alright. Will you guys even believe me when I say this? He asked. We all nodded. Okay. Well... There was this creature. It had sharp teeth and sharp claws and black eyes with blood running down from it. It charged at us and scratched his face and, you know, I'm not making this up. He even saw it too. Okay? Another one spoke up. Hey, is it true on what he's saying? He said to the other man that was with him. Yes, sir. Everything he said was true. A thought came to my head. What if this creature with red glowing eyes is from Office? Now, if you haven't heard about this game, basically what this game is, it's a Five Nights at Freddy's game. Except it's a Five Nights at Nick's game. I was stunned when he said red glowing eyes, so I simply raised my hand and asked if this thing really had red glowing eyes. Yeah? Why, you know something, kid? He replied. I think I might know what you're talking about. I replied back. Really? Well, you seem to know more about this place than all of us, so talk. Colonel Ortega replied. Well, alright, I, I do know two things. One, when I heard a story about this place where kids have gone missing and they closed the place down because they feared that this would spread word to the public, you know, it's all very similar. And two, when they saw something with black eyes, it, it just reminds me of this game. How do we know you're not making all this up, Private Carter? Lieutenant Enrique replied. Look, if I were lying about this, I wouldn't be talking about it now. Alright? Everyone looked at me with confusion. And Agent Barbara replied with, You really believe in all that crap? She said sarcastically. Yes, I do believe it. And I don't think it's fake. I replied back. I think he might be telling the truth. One of the soldiers said with fear in his eyes. It was all too much of a coincidence. But after she said that, we then heard a very loud scream coming from the second floor. We were all very shocked on what we heard. And then Colonel Ortega ordered Lieutenant Enrique to take five of us to the second floor. 
I was one of the five that went to the second floor, and we all ran like hell. Before we got there, we heard another scream, but it didn't sound like it came from one person. It sounded like there were multiple people screaming and crying. We got to the second floor, slowly, raising our rifles. Lieutenant said, Okay guys, stay sharp, we're going in. Lieutenant Enrique counted to three and kicked the door down. We all went in to investigate where those screams came from. We looked at every room on this floor and found nothing. After we didn't find anything, Lieutenant Enrique ordered us to follow him back to the first floor. And as I was walking, I shit you not, I noticed movement on the other end of the hallway. Hey. Lieutenant, I said. Yeah? I saw movement coming from the left end of the hallway. Uh, where? He replied. Over there. Right next to that room on the end of the hallway. To the left, I said. Okay, guys, let's check it out. We moved slowly to the hallway where I saw movement. We approached it, and the door read, Fun room for kids to play. We all looked at each other, and my friend at the time, Private Miller, said that he didn't have a good feeling about this. I didn't either. Lieutenant approached the door, and surprisingly, the door wasn't even locked. As if something came here and unlocked this door, I started getting very suspicious about this room. We entered it, and of course it was pitch black inside. We turned on our night vision goggles and immediately noticed the smell in that room. It was disgusting. I mean, from what we could see, there was trash on the ground. Rats coming in and out of the room and... Oh, the smell. Oh my god, it was fucking horrible. It smelled like a dead corpse of some sort. We all looked around the room and I noticed something out of the corner of my eyes. I got closer to it, and there were five missing person posters. I then walked over to see the lieutenant, and I handed him the posters, and he was just as shocked as I am. Are these the five kids that went missing over a month ago, lieutenant? His expression turned blank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid they're the kids that went missing. He replied back with a sad expression. And what happened next? What happened next, I'll never forget. All of us saw a small yellow creature coming up the stairs. It had sharp teeth and sharp claws, and it had the same black eyes with blood, as one of the agents described. It looked just like that one yellow popular sponge from Five Nights at Nick. And then it spoke. Hello. You all shouldn't have come here. Now, I guess, you're all gonna die then charged at us.
Lieutenant Enrique pushed me aside as the creature jumped on him and started to attack him. We fired at the creature, and it just... I don't even know, but it, it looked like it just killed two of the lieutenant's men. I then decided to attach my M9 bayonet on my rifle. I reloaded my gun, and I charged at the creature, slicing its right arm as it was going to attack the lieutenant. I then pushed the creature to the ground, and, and it lunged at me. Okay, I was fighting this creature to save my comrades, and after three minutes of fighting it, I stabbed the creature until it was dead. Me and the three that survived all helped Lieutenant Enrique, and... I mean, he was seriously hurt. He couldn't move because the creature bit into his leg. I took Lieutenant's walkie-talkie and I reported. Hello? Anyone there? Do you copy? I said. Carter, what's going on? Did you guys find out what those screams were? No. No, not yet. But the lieutenant is injured and we got two dead here. Send someone, please. I said. Tell me everything that happened. Colonel Otega's voice said. He was attacked by the same thing that scratched one of the agents. Okay, the lieutenant's bitten in the leg by that same creature. Oh, God. We're not alone, then, in this place. He mustered to say. Also, Colonel, we... We fired at the creature. Okay, it, it didn't go down, though. We have no idea what to do. Holy shit. So... So you just killed that thing all by yourself. I gotta say, I'm impressed. Bring the bodies of the men and that thing down to base camp right now. Colonel replied. Yes, sir. No problem. Then the lieutenant asked me to come over, and I did just that. He told me to lead his team, and I said, Oh, no sir, I can't. I said that's an order, Private. I couldn't say no. You know, I just became the leader of the team now. Alright guys, as you just heard right now from the lieutenant, I'm in charge. So you guys will follow my orders. Got it? They all replied, yes sir. Alright, you, Private Jones, help me carry the lieutenant and the bodies back to base camp. Out of here. We all went back downstairs. I opened the door, and we got out of that room. And thank God, we got out. I mumbled. We all started to walk down the stairs to go get the medic. And we get there, and we called out the medic, and he carried him over inside the room. You know, we put on the couch, and the medic treated his wounds. I told two of my men to stay there and guard this room, and that I would go see how the guys were doing. Yes, sir, they said to me. The other men all carried the three bodies over to the next room to see Colonel Ortega. Uh, hey, Colonel, are the two bodies of your men and the creature? You know, they're here. The investigators then took the body of the creature and were examining it. Poor guys. 
They didn't have to go. Not like this, one of the soldiers said. We then heard one of the agents come down running in fear, like he was running away from someone. Agent Lee! Agent Lee, he said. Whoa, 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 calm down, Agent Mike, calm down. Sir, I saw something, and, and it was fucking horrifying, Agent Mike said. Now, Mike, calm down and tell me what just happened. Mike started to explain that he saw something small and vicious, that it had blood on its mouth. I asked him what this thing looked like. Well, this thing was about... I don't know, like, it was so small, it had brown hair, a purple shirt, right? But it had sharp teeth. His eyes were wide, and he was opening a door that led to a recording room. And I was being very quiet. You know, I couldn't move because I was scared. And then that's when it happened. I tripped on something and fell on the floor, and it looked at me with the same fucking smile, and it charged at me. I fired a couple of shots from my pistol, and then I ran for my life. But thank God it didn't get me. God, please get me out of this godforsaken place. Please. He was crying, telling this story, and I could see it in his eyes that he didn't want to be in this building for another minute. Okay. Okay, why don't you go outside and get a cup of water? Just... Relax. You know, maybe you're hallucinating, he said. Yeah, I just... I just hope I'm not hallucinating, sir, he said. Colonel Ortega, if you don't mind, I put Private Carter to be in charge of my group, the lieutenant said. I don't really know about that, lieutenant colonel said. Look, that kid knows a lot about this place, and he could be good use to us around this building. He said this while moaning in pain from his injury. Okay, uh, he'll lead your team then. Not like we have any other options. Private Carter, come here for a second, the colonel said. Yes, sir, I said. Listen, I'm trusting you to protect these men from whatever the hell lurks in this building. So, you're responsible for your team. Okay. And one more thing. Uh, nice job on killing that thing that attacked uh, Lee's guard. And, and by the way, I guess I can say that you really do have your father's blood in you. What do you mean by that, sir? I asked. I've known your father for many years. Uh, really well. Uh, I was shocked. Could you tell me more about my father? I asked. Well, I'll tell you how I knew him. Uh, your father and I served both in the Army Special Forces. Uh, we were both Green Berets at the time. And when we were in combat, God, I was so amazed on how brave he was. It was like he was born to do this. Fight the enemy and save and protect innocent lives from danger. He saved my ass a couple times. That's, that's probably why you're so damn brave, because you got it from him. I was overwhelmed when he told me about my father. So, so that's why he knew who my father was, because they both served in the special forces together. It, it all started to make sense. Then the colonel told me that he was counting on me to protect these men. 
I stated that I'd do whatever I could to protect these men from whatever lurked in this building, and that we were going to save the kids. I know we could. I swear to you that we will kill those sons of bitches who took those kids or harm any of us. I replied with rage. After having a conversation, we then heard the sound of an M60 machine gun firing outside Agent Lee. The colonel rushed over to the radio. What the hell is going on out there? Sir, we're being shot out from the rooftop of this building. Give me that, Sergeant Lloyd. This is Colonel Ortega. Tell me what's happening out there. Who is attacking you exactly? There are 13 guys. Yeah, 13 guys in orange shirts, heavily armed with nail guns, using bows and arrows at the three of us, and our men are down, and they need help right away. Send backup now. Right away, Carter. You and your men go outside and take care of those bastards. Okay. Yes, sir. Right away. Hey, medic, we need you. Let's go. Just then, Agent Lee piped up. Hey, can my men go with you as backup? Is it okay with the colonel? I asked. Yeah, it's fine. Send them. He said. Alright, guys. Go on ahead. We all ran, and we got to the main entrance. We were outside, and... We saw those bastards up on the roof, shooting nail guns at them. As the sergeant explained that we all fired at the guys on the roof, that we shot at least three of them. Now, those guys were using concrete blocks to block our shots. You know, That isn't until I got shot two times. One in the leg, and one on my forearm. When that happened. I, I felt adrenaline rushing through my body, like fire. And I said, cover me. I ran to the Humvee and I climbed into it, took out the M60 machine gun off of its turret, and I fired at those assholes with one-handed, like, like Rambo was. Because, I mean, it was in the moment. I know you guys may not believe it, but I did it, and I'm proud. Anyways, as I was saying, I continued firing at them, and I managed to break through the concrete, and we managed to kill them all. And, well, I... Sent them off with, have a nice time in hell. <laughs> uh, anyway, I sighed in relief, and the guys cheered me for giving those bastards hell. Way to go, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, you sure showed them. You mean, we showed them, I replied. But that wasn't until we heard kids saying hello over the banister to help them. We looked up, and we saw about ten kids on the roof, begging for help. Sir, there's... there's kids on the roof, these guards said. Uh, hey, kids, uh, don't worry, we're here to help you. One of the kids asked if we were all military. Yeah, we were military, Sergeant Lord replied. Well, can you please get us out of here? Please! A little boy said, crying. Hold on, we'll be right there. The colonel and the agents rushed over outside to see the men that were just killed, as well as the kids on the roof. Back to the story. Three of Agent Lee's task force, which were recently security guards, all went to grab a rope to bring down the kids to safety. 
my team and I all agreed to help after we got all ten of the kids down and got them in the armored vehicles. There's ten more kids inside this building, one of them replied. Really? Then we gotta go get them out of there, the colonel replied. All of a sudden, we heard what sounded like multiple growls coming from the other side of the studio. We raised our guns and looking around outside to see what the hell that was. We looked around until one of the task force members yelled out that they saw something, and he fired his rifle and ran to see what it was. Me and one other task force member ran to catch him, but he was nowhere to be found. Where the hell did he go? The task force office manager said. I don't know where he went. And that's when we heard a loud growl again. We raised our guns and then Colonel Ortega came in with his shotgun. And two agents, including Agent Lee, ran up to us with their SMG to see what the growl was. We heard it again. The growl came closer and closer. Until we saw a small figure at one of the stairs coming down and it revealed itself... Well, it revealed itself to be a demonic-looking... Ickis. The, the one from the show, Ah, Real Monsters. Y you know that one. You've gotta be fucking kidding me, I said. We pointed our guns at the creature, ready to fire, until three men came up from behind. They were obbling and crumb, but demonic looking. Everyone looked at each other in disbelief, and they couldn't believe on what they were seeing. Hell, even I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But I felt like I was the only one not afraid to face these fuckers, because my suspicion was right all along. Even before I joined the National Guard, and look, I know all of you aren't going to believe my story, but trust me, what I'm telling you is all true. Then one of them came out with three kids tied up to the wall. They were all crying, asking for help, and that disgusting looking Ickis said that, that I was the bastard that I killed our beloved friend, Spongebob. He pointed right at me. Yeah, I did. And that they were messing with highly trained people, the sergeant said. Well, looks like we got ourselves some fighters here. They growled. Fuck you, and let them go, Colonel said. Oh, so you want to play our game? <laughs> As you wish. They ran towards us and they jumped high and we shot them plain through the head and we managed to kill two of them. Only one remained, but goddamn, this one was really putting up a fight. It managed to kill two members of the task force team. I gotta admit, I was scared on how fast it was and how we dodged every bullet from our guns. Then the creature jumped on Sergeant Lloyd and I went to help Lloyd and immediately grabbed the creature by the throat. And Sergeant Lloyd told me to hold the creature while he grabbed his pistol, and he told me to move. I did. And the sergeant shot it through its head, and finally it was down. We sighed in relief. I mean, they messed with the wrong people, the soldier said. But that's when the unthinkable happened. When another creature jumped down, and it stood up, and... I mean, holy shit. Now, this was a very large creature standing about, I don't know, I'd say 
6-5. I turned around and I recognized who it was. It was that fucking Grumble. The, the other creature from All Real Monsters. And I was terrified by this thing. Its face is what really made my blood run cold. The creature faced me and it said, Alright, since you're the one that killed our best friend, then you'll have to pay the price. Huh. Alright, as you wish, you ugly fuck. I took out my bayonet knife from my rifle, and the rest were trying to tell me, Daniel, don't do this, Sergeant Lloyd said. I have to. If this thing wants a fight, I'll give it a fight. After I said that, I thought of something that my father always told me since I was a kid. To never give up and to never surrender, no matter if the person is short or tall, you just get up and keep fighting until you win and defeat the enemy once and for all. Back away, everyone, I said. Allie, get the three kids, free them, and get them the hell out of here, and tell everyone to go back inside the building to rescue the rest of the kids. Wait, what are you about to do? But they had no time to react. Please, we can help. We can help you beat this thing, one of the soldiers said. It doesn't want you guys, it wants me. And now everyone, please, Go! Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Ellie and three of the task force members took the kids to safety, and the rest went back inside to rescue the remaining kids that were still trapped inside. Hey, Private Carter. One of them said, turning around. Beat the living shit out of him. One of the task force officers said. He then threw a knife on the ground and said to give that gigantic fucker some hell. And I replied, I will. I turned around to face the creature that was still standing there in the same spot, waiting for me to fight. I sharpened both knives and mutated grumble, showed its large claws. I said that, that they were about three inches tall, but they looked razor sharp and, well, so was my knife. We then looked at each other, and Mutated Grumble said that you and your kind were going to pay for what you humans did to my beloved friends. How about fuck you and kiss my ass? I said sarcastically. Grumble said, unless you want to hurt me bad, don't you, warrior. Oh, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to take your life. We both ran to each other, and that's where we battled. To the death. I fought off this mutated grumble. Okay, I slashed my knives at it, and it 
clawed at me. I was pretty fucked from the scratches, and it was stupid painful. I never thought my days as a soldier would end up like this. I thought, breathing heavily. The creature then got a hold of me, and it threw me ten feet from where he was standing. It approached me and said, Looks like you lost. He said in his demonic voice. It then walked away. I slowly woke up, and I walked over to the stairs slowly. As I got there, I still saw the creature standing, until it noticed that I wasn't there anymore. It screamed and started looking around for me, and as it got closer to my location, I then jumped at the creature, knocking him down to the floor, stabbing him over and over again. I, I was filled with so much anger, and I finally killed this creature. Eat this, you motherfucker, I said. Then I went to go get medical supplies from one of the Humvees. I sat down to patch my wounds with the bandages. I looked inside the Humvee to find supplies that could be useful to fight off any more of these monsters. And inside the Humvee, I found an M32 grenade launcher. I also found a, a Benelli M4 shotgun. I took the two weapons and extra ammunition. I searched for every Humvee until I found supplies, and, well, I finally did. You know, I went to a random Humvee and turned on the radio. I asked if anyone was there. Hello, this is Private Carter. Is anyone there? Over. Hello, I repeat this. This is Private Carter. Is anyone there? Over. I couldn't get a response from anyone at this point. I, I tried again to see if anyone was there, but no one responded a third time. I then heard a noise from behind me. I turned around and saw nothing at first. So, I went inside the Humvee again, and I waited for a response. I checked my watch, and it was 7.35 p.m., and I heard it again. I got out and raised my M4 carbine. Whoever the fuck it is, you better show yourself, or someone's going to get hurt. I yelled out. As I said that, I felt an arrow shooting right past me, almost killing me. Thank God it missed. I looked around, and I spotted two men five feet from me, shooting arrows. I ran to the Blue Man Group studios as far away as I could, and I got cover behind an old empty room with a big window. I slowly opened the door turned on my night vision goggles, and I spotted three men approaching the Blue Man Studios. Crouched back down and I grabbed my rifle, and I slowly got up and aimed it. And then a thought hit me. If I shoot, then it would naturally make a lot of noise, and I'd give away my position. Well, I guess I got no other option but to silent kill those three pieces of shit. I took my knife out and slowly walked out of the room, approaching one of the guys. As I approached one, I killed him by covering his mouth and stabbing him in the chest. I then took his body to another empty room, and putting him there. And then I went for the other one, and I got him, put him in the room, and walked out to see a man with a nail gun aimed at me. He said, You better not make another move back there, boy. 
Drop your weapons now. Oh shit, I said to myself. He proceeded to take me back to the studios. As we got down the stairs, I quickly grabbed his arm, breaking it, and grabbed my hidden pistol that I had. The guy begged me not to kill him. <laughs> Please, don't hurt me. Alright, I'll tell you everything. You don't have to, I said. Why? Because I already know. You short, bastard son of a bitch. I'll take that as a compliment. Bye. No, wait! I shot him with my pistol, and I got my weapons back. Then I went over to the Humvee, and I grabbed a couple of grenades and smoke bombs. The sun was setting, so the whole place was getting darker. I checked my watch, and it was currently 8.04. This was going to be a long night, I said to myself. But I told myself that I could do this, to not lose hope. I couldn't see a damn thing in the area, so I turned on my night vision goggles on, and then I saw the entrance. I quickly ran to the door, getting in slowly, and I walked to see if there was anyone or anything. I got startled by a noise on the other side of the first floor, so I went to see what the noise was and where it was coming from. I located where the noise was coming from, and it led me to a studio set. When I entered the room, I then saw a huge box full of VHS tapes. Uh, most of the tapes were blank, but one in particular wasn't. The tape read, Kids Experiments. Experiments? What, what does that mean? I thought. I took the tape and put it in my backpack. I walked out of the room and continued searching every room in the building. Until I walked over to this specific door. The door looked so odd compared to the other doors in this building. I tried opening it, but it wouldn't open because, well, there were locks on it. So I shot them off and I entered this big room which had this rotten smell to it. I almost puked from that smell. I mean, it was horrible. I turned on my night vision goggles and... And, and what I saw next... God... What I saw next... Will haunt me forever. From what I could tell... There was this satanic ritual on the floor. With bones all around it. And... I was extremely scared. I mean... Were these people using these kids for some kind of sacrifice? I just couldn't believe what... What I was seeing, you know, I found out the truth. So I took out a camera, and I took one of the agent's van as well. I took pictures of the whole area, and I quickly ran out of the room. So that's why these kids are going missing. And I had to report it. 
Okay. I grabbed a chair and I sat down to think about what just happened in that room. Okay. I, I really couldn't believe that this was real. And after a few minutes, I, I got up and continued searching the hallways for any possible survivors. I then came across a boarded up door. It looked like someone barricaded themselves in. So I decided to knock and it took a while. But I heard someone approaching the door. Someone asking who the hell it was. So, I simply replied that I wasn't one of them. He then opened the door, and it was one of the task force members that gave me the knife. Hey, kid, you're still alive. We then hugged each other in relief, and I entered the room, and I see Lieutenant Enrique, Colonel Ortega, Agent Lee, four other of Lee's agents, and two National Guardsmen six other task force guys. It it was a party. All of them were very shocked that I was still alive. Carter, my god, you're a mess, Colonel Ortega replied. Hey, Daniel, did you kill that thing all by yourself? One of Lee's agents said. Yeah, I did. I, I took it down, including some of the other people that tried to attack me. Well, I just call it luck. I mean, I'm alive, aren't I? <laughs> Glad you're still alive, kid, Lieutenant said. And I was. But now isn't the time for happy moments. Okay, I gotta show you some of these pictures that I took. We all gathered around the table, and I took out the camera, and I showed them the pictures. They were all very shocked. Lee said, what the fuck? You know, a satanic ritual in this building. Now this changes everything, one agent said. Daniel, give me the camera and I'll get Lee to send these photos back to the FBI. Maybe they can do something. Colonel, I can't just leave you all behind in this place. Lee, that is an order. Now do it. Lee and the four other agents, including the three task force members, left. And we saw them outside getting in the van and speeding off out of this place. We all looked at each other and that's when Colonel said, Alright, let's not waste any more time. Let's look for the kids and for the others that split up. Okay, let's go to the second floor. We all ran upstairs, and we got inside the second floor. Alright, Daniel, you and these three will check this side, and me and the others will check down here. He pointed left and right. Alright, Colonel, I replied. We all split up, and I spoke softly, asking if anyone happened to be there. I then heard a blood-curdling scream from somewhere, and I asked myself, what the hell was that? The other members confirmed it, that there was indeed someone screaming. Then we heard the screams again. Come on, guys, let's follow the scream. We all ran to where the screaming was coming from, and it led to this other big door labeled, Stay Out alongside multiple kids crying. We all formed our positions ready to fire whatever was torturing these kids. Everyone was ready. So we got in, and immediately, seeing four of the same people from earlier in Nick shirts, we shot at those sons of bitches and we saw four teenagers. We rescued them. Alright guys, let's get out of here, I yelled. 
and we did. I called out Colonel, and he and his men quickly came and saw the four kids. <laughs> Alright, four more kids. Uh, wow, okay, uh, let's get them out of here. As he said that, the task force member behind me said that we'll take them safely back to the headquarters. The colonel tossed this idea back and forth, but eventually, reluctantly, stated, Alright, but get out of here quickly. Okay, let's, let's go rescue the rest. They all ran out of the building, and we continued our search. We had six more kids to rescue now. And just as the colonel was finishing his sentence, he was then stabbed by a creature in the leg, and it revealed itself to be a mutated ruby from that that show, Max and Ruby. You guys remember that. It then took the colonel, and we tried to rescue him. But he just beckoned for me to go, and we stated that we weren't leaving him behind. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Find the other kids and get them out of here, now. Colonel Ortega took out his knife and cut Mutant Ruby's left hand. The creature let him go. The colonel then said, Daniel, the remaining six kids are at the fifth floor of this building. Now, go! Go! The mutated Ruby simply stated, Guys, get the others! That bitch just sent other employees to go get us. We fired at them. Me and my squad were able to kill these killer employees. And up to the fifth floor we went. You know, we all ran. And the stairs... The stairs we ended up running into a couple of other mutants. But, but they were easy enough to kill. We then heard someone saying, Hey guys, over here. And looking up, we realized that it was Allie. I asked why she was back here. And she just simply stated, no time for questions. Let's go. So we did that. We met up with Allie, and then she showed us a safe room where the other survivors were at. We enter this giant old studio set, and that's where we see the other six kids and the other National Guardsmen and agents, including the lieutenant, who we thought was dead, but apparently he wasn't. Hey, lieutenant, I yelled out. Private Carter, I... I thought I lost you guys back there, he said. Yeah, thank goodness. Hey, where's the colonel? Lieutenant Enrique asked. Uh, he didn't make it, I said, solemnly. But, but how? This disgusting-looking monster stabbed him. Guys, please, go check on the others... I need to speak with Allie in private. Yes, sir. I then proceeded to ask Allie where she happened to find the other kids. And while the others and her were searching for us, apparently it was next to a recording studio. Hearing a tapping sound coming from her left, you know, she turns and sees six kids begging for help. She tried opening the door, but it wouldn't open. She was very good at picking locks, so that's what she did. And after she picked the lock, she got them out and hooked them. They thought they were dead. I told them that it was okay, that they were safe with us and everything. One little girl asked me if we were here to save them. And I replied, yes, you know, we are. 
I'm surprised to see you still alive. Did you kill that monster? She asked. I did. Yeah. Well, where are the others? The, the Colonel, Agent Lee. Well, Agent Lee went to take the four kids, you know, that we found, to the FBI headquarters, and Colonel stayed behind to fight off this mutant creature. Oh no, we should, we should help him! Stop. Okay, he told me not to worry about him. Please. Colonel Ortega wouldn't want you to find him and risk your life, so don't do this. Reluctantly, Allie stated, Alright. Look, I've known Colonel Ortega since I was, like, seven years old. You know, he's a, a badass person who can survive anything. I just hope he survives this. I hope so, too. Allie replied. After we talked, I gave her my shotgun, some extra shells, and an extra pistol that I had. Let's kick some ass, she said. I gotta say, she was a pretty tough woman. And, I gotta be honest, she had a beautiful smile. We both went back inside the studio set. One agent approached me. Hey, Carter. Yeah, what is it? Your men right over here told me that they found satanic symbols on the first floor. What, Daniel? You didn't tell me this. Alright, I found out that these people were kidnapping these kids. They're performing these rituals in this place. Okay? I didn't want to tell you because I didn't... I didn't want it to make it worse than it already was. Once I said that, the agents and the kids were shocked to hear me say that. I took pictures of the site with the cameras that I took from one of your vans. One agent named Chris said, So, is that what these people are doing? Kidnapping kids, using them for... These ritual sacrifices? Yeah, that's the truth about this place. I stopped talking, and I sat down on the floor next to the kids to protect them. I checked my watch, and it was 11.37pm. Almost midnight. And a thought came to my mind. I remembered after searching the Humvees that I did notice a few C4 bombs in one of them. I mentioned that I had an idea. Everyone got up and came to me. Uh, what is it, Carter? One soldier said. I just remembered that, that I found a couple of C4s when I was searching the Humvees for supplies. Maybe we can use those explosives to take down this building for good. Lieutenant, what do you think about that plan? Well, he said reluctantly, I don't know if your plan would work. No, actually, that's a good idea, another one piped up. We can plant some of the bombs on each floor, and that way the building can go down. Okay, so, everyone, what do you think? Everyone agreed to my plan. <laughs> Alright, Private Carter... We'll go along with your plan, Allie said. But there's a problem. The C4 bombs are outside, remember? Fuck, really? I thought you had them with you, the lieutenant asked. Oh, I forgot to bring them with me. I, I guess I could go back out there, okay? We'll go with you, Allie said. No, Allie, I'll go. You guys just cover me through the windows, okay? None of those things can hear us, so just keep quiet. Lieutenant, could you and the rest cover me from the windows as I go get the bombs? Yeah, we'll cover you, Daniel. All right, guys, you four come here with me to cover him while he gets the bombs, all right? 
Yes, sir, they replied. Good. Now the rest of you stay here and watch these kids. You got it, sir. Oh, Lieutenant, I asked. Do you have a walkie-talkie? Yeah, I got one. Here, don't worry, Daniel. We got your back. All right. Wish me luck. As I was about to open the door, I suddenly got stopped by Allie. Pleading with me. Saying, Daniel, please don't go out there. You know, you're all by yourself. I could tell that she was very worried about me. And to be honest with you, I really liked how she looked out for me. You know, it was nice. I then told her, you know, to listen. That... I didn't want to put any one of you guys in danger, so I need to go out there. Allie simply hugged me and said for me to be careful. She then kissed me on the cheek. I went to the elevator. I went to the first floor. And I got out of the building. I quickly ran to the Humvees to look for the bombs. I searched every single one until I finally found them, putting them in my bag, including some other weapons and supplies. I saw Lieutenant Enrique and I told him that I got the bombs. He beckoned me over, calling me to hurry up, and I stated yes sir, right away. As I started running, Lieutenant yelled out to me. I turned around to see ten killer employees charging at me. I heard gunshots from the lieutenant and his men. Thankfully, I got to the door just in time. I looked outside and saw that they managed to kill all of the killer employees. I laughed. <laughs> you bitches didn't stand a chance. I checked my watch and it was 1.25 in the morning. I went up the elevator to the fifth floor. Hey, guys, I'm back, I said. Alright, Daniel, how many did you manage to find? The lieutenant replied. I stated that I managed to find 13 C4 bombs. Alright, let's go back inside to the safe room so that you can show us where to put these bombs. We went back inside the room and we gathered around the floor to discuss the plan. I started to explain where exactly to put the bombs. I realized that these bombs needed to be planted equally. There were five floors. There was plenty of space. Alright, Lieutenant Enrique... I want you and your men to plant three bombs on this floor. You four agents will plant another three on the second floor, and Allie, you and the others, watch the kids. Okay? They all said okay. I'll plant the rest of the bombs. Alright, guys. No wasting time. Let's plant these bombs and get the hell out of here. We got out, and we did what I told them to do. As I was setting up the third bomb, I suddenly heard a loud muffled sound, like... Someone had their mouth taped or something. I went to go check it out, and, you know, I followed the noise. It was coming from a small room, pitch black. So, I turned on my light, and, to my surprise, saw five more kids in that room. I saw that they were tied up with a rope, and that they had duct tape on their mouth. I quickly went inside, and I took the tape off the kids' mouths, starting to ask them questions. Of course, they were... Naturally very scared of me, and one of them asked who I was. So I told him, uh, I'm Daniel Carter. 
I'm from the Orlando National Guard. Are you here all by yourself? One little boy asked me. I replied, No, I'm actually with a couple of people, looking for... You kids. Are you alright? No. We're scared and we want to get out of here. A little girl said. Now, I'm not going to say their names because I don't want their identities to be out to the public. You know, privacy reasons. One ten-year-old looked at me and asked if I was military. And I responded with yes. They were all very surprised because they thought no one was coming to rescue them. I told them that me and the others were here to save them. As I was about to cut the ropes, though, I once again heard a heavy footsteps from behind me. One girl said that she was back. Who's back? I asked. The monster that trapped us here. I wasted no time to put the tape back on their mouths and told them to pretend that I wasn't here. I quickly turned off the lights and I hid behind a couch, waiting for this thing to come so that I could kill it. The front door opened, and to my surprise, it's the same creature that killed Colonel Ortega. I wasted no time and used full auto on that mutant ruby, and went down. But surprisingly, it was still alive, and it said to me that there was no way that they were going to destroy this studio. That it's been here for many, many years, and that it always would be here. Well, guess what? I responded, not anymore, because I'll expose this to everyone so that they know the truth behind Nickelodeon. Who, who are you? It asked. Your worst nightmare. I raised my foot and smashed the creature's head. Blood spattered all over the floors and the wall. I quickly untied the kids and I got them out of there picking up my bag with the bombs in it, and I went up to the fifth floor inside the safe room. I yelled out for Allie that a few more kids were here. Allie and the other agents rushed over to the kids, and one agent told me that they were able to make contact with someone over at headquarters, that they were going to send choppers to save us. I was so relieved when he said that. Good. That, that means that we can get the hell out of here. Uh, when will they be here? He responded that they were on their way in about 45 minutes. Okay, let me contact the lieutenant and see what's going on. Okay, Private. You men all right? Yes, sir, Mr. Carter. We're, we're all right. Good. Watch these kids, okay? No problem, sir. I went to contact Lieutenant Enrique. Lieutenant, this is Private Carter. Are you there? Over. Loud and clear. What's up? Well, I managed to find a few more kids that were on the fourth floor. You found a few more kids? Yeah, I did. Alright, how many did you find? I found five kids in a small room. They were tied up. He asked me if I took them to the safe room, and I responded with, yes, I did. Oh, another thing, Lieutenant. One of the agents told me that they made contact with headquarters and that... They were going to send choppers to uh, save all of us. Oh, thank God they are, because cause I don't want to die in this fucking building, and... God, thank God. 
Uh, when are they going to be here? I informed him that they'd be here in less than an hour. Good. Oh, Daniel, I forgot to tell you, we finished planting the bombs. That's great, sir. We're coming up right now. Alright. So, I went back inside, and I grabbed the bag. Before I got out, Allie then approached the door, and she stated, Daniel, can I ask you something? Sure, go ahead, but hurry, I gotta plant these bombs. Okay, Daniel, are you afraid? I told her that I was, but not that much. Kind of a weird question. I told her that I had to plant these bombs. I said again. She just told me, alright, well, be careful. I went out again and planted the rest of the bombs. After I finished setting up the bombs, I went to go meet Lieutenant Enrique on the second floor. I get there and I see the lieutenant. I say hi. Private Carter, what are you doing down here? I just came down to see if you and your men were okay. We're doing fine, Daniel. Did you say over the intercom that there was a chopper coming here in about 45 minutes? Yes, sir. I, I told you over the intercom. Oh. Okay. Uh, just making sure. Alright, Lieutenant. Well, we gotta head back up to the safe room. And after I said that, though, we all suddenly heard multiple snarls from inside the room. We started to look around the room. We then hear gunfire from behind us. Guys, help me, one soldier said. We all went to help him, and when we got there, we saw that he was on the floor, scared. We picked him up, and he started to explain that he saw a figure watching him, and that he shot it, but he missed. We left the room, and we went up the stairs to the fifth floor. As we walked up the stairs, we hear the door slam from behind us. And as we looked down, we saw... Oh god, I... I don't even know how to properly explain this, but we saw three large figures, about six feet tall each, and they looked like to be characters from the Hey Arnold show. There was this one figure in particular that really gave me so much fear all over my body. One soldier said, fuck you, to the creatures, firing a couple of shots at it, and... And let me tell you something, once he shot at them, that's when the realistic Hey Arnold characters started to roar. Started to chase us, running up to the fifth floor. We finally get away from them, and they just simply banged on the door violently. I decided to take pictures of those three behind the door when we were safe. I, I know it was stupid of me to take pictures, but I had to show the world what Nickelodeon was hiding. I went back to the safe room quickly. I got in, and Lieutenant Enrique yelled at me for risking my life to take pictures of whatever the fuck those things were. I then go to sit down on the floor next to the kids to guard them. After a while waiting for the chopper, I checked my watch, and it was 2.30 in the morning. I was keeping guard of the room, but we then hear the intercom going off. Allie grabs the radio. Hello, Agent. We're about ten minutes away from your location. You guys need to be at the rooftop so that we can pick you up. Alright, sir. We'll be at the rooftop. Lieutenant, the chopper is going to be here in about ten minutes, Allie said. Perfect. Alright, guys. Let's go. Allie, you and the other agents have guns, right? Yes, we do. She replied. 
Okay. Everyone, we're getting out of here. Let's go. I quickly opened the door and we all left the room. We quickly made our way to the door and once we got out, I heard a scream from behind me. Lieutenant Enrique, I just heard someone crying for help. You did? He asked. Yeah, someone else needs help, and I'm going down there to rescue. Wait, Private Carter, one agent said. What the hell do you want? I reply angrily. You can't go back there alone. The chopper is about to be here in, like, five minutes. You can't leave now. Look, there's another kid inside that needs our help. I'm not going to leave that kid behind. Now get your hands off of me. Daniel, d don't go, the lieutenant said. I have to go save this kid. But Daniel, the bombs that we set up are about to go off. It, in 17 minutes, you can't go back and make it back in time. I paid no attention to what he said, and I went back for that kid. I could hear the lieutenant yelling at me, stating, Daniel, over and over. I went back inside looking for the kid who screamed, and the scream went off again. I followed it and it led me to the safe room. I got in and I yelled out, Hello, is anyone there? I'm right here, mister. I turn around to see a little girl hiding in the corner of the room, crying. I quickly pick her up and go back to the rooftop. I get to the rooftop just in time to see the helicopter landing on it, and I gave Allie the little girl, and we all got in. But... Just when I thought it was over. Just when I thought it was over, the unthinkable happened. As I was about to get inside, I hear the door behind us slamming, and one of the killer employees grabbed me and started to jump me. Everyone, including the door gunner, fired at the employees, and they went down easily, but the creatures from before started to appear, and one of them jumped at the helicopter. Luckily, it missed. And thank God that it missed. There were a total of four creatures. Two of them were small, but vicious, and two of them were the same ones from where I saw at the stairs. They all stared at me, and that, that fucking mutant Max said, You're not going anywhere, Daniel Carter. Yeah, yeah you killed our best friends. And for that, you will be dead. I grabbed my pistol and shot the creature in the head, killing it instantly. No. No, Gerald, my friend! One of them said. Oh, now you're gonna pay for that. I grabbed an axe from the helicopter, and I also took out my knife. The creature showed its large teeth and claws. Pilot, get out of here. What about you? He stated, but I quickly interjected. I'll be fine, I replied back with a serious face. Daniel, just come inside the helicopter, one soldier said. No, someone has to stay and kill these mutants so that they won't hurt anyone ever again. No, please. No, Daniel, Allie said crying. I told her that it was okay. That I would come back. That it was a promise. I then went to shake Lieutenant Enrique's hand, stating, not to worry. That I would make sure that this place was gone for good. That it was gone forever. Please, don't worry. Just go. Pilot, you heard what he just said. Go. Now. And before the pilot could say anything, 
Before the helicopter even took off, Allie wanted to tell me something else. What is it? I asked. I love you, Daniel. And that caught me off guard, because I never knew that she had that much feeling for me. I then smiled as they all flew away back to safety. I had to fight four of these mutants, and I had to do it quick before the bombs went off. The mutants looked at me. I wasted no time, and I charged at them. They charged at me, and instantly I was able to kill two of them in under three minutes. All that was left were Mutant Max and Mutant Arnold. Mutant Arnold then jumped, and I slid under and cut his stomach open with my knife, and then I walked around towards Mutant Arnold that was half-dead, but stabbed him in the head just to make sure, cutting off his head open with my tomahawk. After I did that, I couldn't see the Mutant Max anywhere. I thought that he must have been hiding somewhere, until it stabbed me in the leg, and I was in so much pain from that stab, it came at me and started to claw at me and punch back at me, knocking me to the ground, but but it wasn't dead. This asshole wouldn't go down. I got up slowly and went for the tomahawk, and before I could even get to it, the mutant Max grabbed me by my throat. I then grabbed the creature by its throat, and thanks to my strength, I took parts of the neck, and it started to let me go. Let me tell you something, this mutant was probably the strongest that i faced so far. It started to run after me again, and as he got closer, I quickly picked him up and body-slammed that fucking mutant. Finally, I took the tomahawk and started bashing it, ripping apart every single part of his body over and over again. But it was still alive. Even even after all of that bashing, the mutant with the tomahawk, it still wouldn't go down. Mutant Max bellowed a war cry. I grabbed the creature by the throat. Now, I will let the whole entire world know the truth about Nickelodeon. The creature growled and said that I would never win. Go to hell. You no-good, ugly, demonic son-of-a-bitch! I raised the tomahawk and I cut its head clean off with blood spattering my face and clothes. My clothes were ripped from the scratches and I took the head. And at that moment, I remembered the bombs. I forgot the bombs were going to set off in two minutes. Shit, I needed to get the hell out of there fast. I grabbed my weapons and I ran full speed. Finally, I got out of the building and I got inside the Humvee. But before I started the car, I saw ten more killer employees outside with weapons ready to charge at me. I quickly got to the back and I grabbed the same M60 machine gun and fired at them. I killed the last remaining killer employees. I, I did it. I then found a gasoline tank inside the Humvee, going outside and pouring it all over the studios, lighting the motherfucking studios on fire. I got in, and I speed off, breaking the gate entrance, and I was finally out of that godforsaken place. I then get to a spot far, far away from the studios, and then the explosion. The whole studio was no more. I was laughing my ass off when I saw the whole place blown to pieces. Like I said before, you fucked with the wrong people, you sons of bitches. I drive off. 
I start to head for the National Guard base. Let me tell you something, my body was covered in small scratch wounds, and yeah, I needed medical assistance, but... but it felt great. I turned on the radio intercom. Hello. This is Private Carter. Can anyone hear me? Over. Yes, we can hear you. Uh, who is this? This is Private Daniel Carter from the Orlando National Guard. I need to know where Lieutenant Enrique is. Uh, wait just a second, Daniel. They responded. Lieutenant. Lieutenant! You're alive. He said. He was so stunned that I was alive. Yeah, Lieutenant Enrique, I'm pretty messed up now and I need help. Where are you? We're all at the FBI headquarters. Where are you? I'm at the road right now, heading back to the base. Oh, Daniel, don't go to the base. The agents need you here right now. How come? I asked. Well, because they want to hear your side of the story, of what you saw in the building, including the pictures that you took. Couldn't you tell them all that happened, sir? No offense. No, we couldn't. They wouldn't let us. They said that they needed you because you fought off those creatures tooth and nail and found that satanic stuff in the building. I stated that I'd head over. And to give me the location. There should be a GPS on the Humvee. Uh, do you see it? I saw it. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, what should I put? Lieutenant Enrique gave me the address, and I arrived there, after 20 minutes of driving. I parked the car, and I entered the building, and I told this female agent that I was part of the Nickelodeon Studios investigation. Oh, yes, um, follow me. I'll show you where they're at now. Thank you, miss. She took me on the elevator, and we got to the second floor. There were lots of agents there. She showed us this room. Well, I guess we could safely call it a secret room. Uh, we entered it, and I saw Lieutenant Enrique, Agent Lee, Allie, and, to my surprise, Colonel Ortega. I ran to him, hugging him, and I said that I was surprised that he was still alive. Glad you're alive too, kid. The rest of us all hugged and said that they were happy to see me alive. Four agents came in and told everyone to leave the room, and the agents started to interrogate me, starting to ask me questions about the incident. I told them everything that I saw. I also told them that me and the others blew up the building, and now that it's down in the ground, there wasn't much left. After an hour of being interrogated, they all told me to leave, and really that's where it ends. You know, I went to get medical help for my injuries. I spent a month in the hospital, and then a week later, Allie and the rest came to visit me, and, and again, I was so happy to see them. After we all talked for an hour, the nurse came in and told them that they had to leave because meeting hours were over. After they left, they told me one last time that what I did back there was amazing, and that they'd never met anyone so brave like me. Thank you, I said. I appreciate that. You're a hero. You know that, right? I turned to look at Allie and the rest of them, and I said, I don't consider myself a hero. I just did my job, and thanks to us, the kids are safe and, and back with their families. The nurse came in and 
stated again that meeting hours were over and that they needed to go. Before Allie left, she then gave me a kiss and told me bye. I hope you feel better soon. Thank you, Allie. She left. And after a month of being there, I left as well. I went back to the National Guard and served for a few more years. I'm 25 years old now, and I'm now living peacefully in a nice house in the countryside. I just hope that nothing like this ever happens to me ever again. <laughs>